0: Okay, folks, so in this SFN Volume 1 Anthology interview, we got a, I don't even know if we should even call him a guest because, I mean, he's a long-time co-founder and co-host of the SFN podcast, and um, he's also... A winner in volume 31 of the Writers of the Future anthology, that being the purposes made for Alien Minds, which was published back in 2015. So, folks, we have none other than the one and only Scott Parkin himself, who contributed to a great story called Fires in our anthology. Mr. Parkin, happy Saturday. Oh, it got
1: dark in there. Good morning.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and you know what? The funny thing is, we always do these greetings at the start of the podcast, and everyone usually to say, good, you know, good evening, good morning, and stuff. In this case, it's actually morning for us. It actually you know? is morning <laughs> for once. Wow, <laughs> what a foreign concept for us. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Scott. So why don't you give us the premise of Fires?
1: Well, basic story: when a, when a strange old man comes to the to the human village, Beel the Rabbit expects them to reject the old man and expel him from their midst. Instead, um, the old leper gathers the villagers and tells a story about fire and how he came to escape his underground prison and explore the world above. Turns out, Bila becomes uh, jealous, and being who he is, he sets out to create some mischief for the old leper, but his tricks get out of control, with disastrous results for all. Um, That's
0: putting it mildly. <laughs> But um, yeah, going to uh, uh, Bella, uh, he's quite the sassy little bunny who's he's he's always trying to outgame the other animals in, in the jungle due to his well jealousy and wanting to be like the center of attention or wh- whatever it is. Um, uh, but so of all the creatures that you could have chosen on the Africa, you know, on the continent of Africa in particular, uh, why did it make sense for him to be a rabbit?
1: You know, um. For those who are, who have paid attention to, uh, 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 American, um, stuff, you've heard stories of like Brer Rabbit. Um, what's intriguing is that actually is based on West African folklore where rabbit fills the, uh, the, the same generic niche as, uh, as, uh, Fox in Europe or coyote in America or monkey in, in China. Which is that of the trickster, so actually the rabbit is the traditional trickster of of West African mythology, which is oh, what this is based on. It yeah, actually yeah. comes from uh tales specifically from from the Mossi people of the uh, you know Burkina Faso area, and yeah. uh so yeah, it was actually kind of built in, so uh it always had to be. Okay. Rabbit.
0: Yeah, dude, I I I didn't know that that was pretty much the inspiration behind the uh Yeah, it is. I
1: mean, character of Burr Rabbit. Unfortunately, you know, there there's a, a dubious history behind the kind of the American version of those stories. But the fact is mm-hmm. that uh that yeah, the the idea of of rabbit as kind of the, you know, um the, the you know the little guy, the smart one, the one who has to live by wits rather than strength because he doesn't have the same sure. kind of power that others do yeah but yeah we've had that uh, that same idea and again right in american Indian uh, plains Indian um mythology it's it's coyote uh fills the same mm-hmm. uh, same niche so yeah that's where it comes okay. from by the way sure. FYI is uh <laughs> it's is, is that's western yeah. african uh um kind of standard folklore
0: so in that says i mean it, it was well going back to what you're saying it was like well how could he not have been a rabbit if this is taking place in africa it was just kind of like a default like necessary. it was I mean, it was i wish this had because, been a, I mean, a clever choice to there. his persona and
1: everything yeah but actually it was just it's just how the mythology is told so yeah
0: okay yeah and so uh, fires um it is an origin story of sorts you know depicting not to give anything away how certain relationships in the animal kingdom came to be and like you said um spiral out of hand in a sense (laughs) so would you say that there's a cautionary tale in the short story
1: you know almost all folklore has at its core either an explanation or a warning so short answer yes uh it is necessarily a cautionary tale because again that's why the why the the folklore was handed down was to teach communal lessons or to teach important principles via story that helps it uh, yeah. stay in memory more easily. Um, right. You know, so that idea, uh, I mean, I don't know how much, how, how interested you are in, in the background, but this is actually based in part on a specific, um, kind of creation myth that, uh, that was told yeah, by okay. the, by, that actually is still told by the mostly people around the campfire. Um, Of Nava One Day and, and, and how the, how the world was created. Um, what's intriguing, at least to me, you know, not to, of course I am here to talk about my own story. So there you go, but (laughs) you know, what's intriguing to me is that, uh, you know, in that foundation story, it establishes some, some fundamental relationships between, you know, uh, the, the great council, um, uh, the creating council, uh, Known as as Navisid one day and um and humanity and the relationship and the hierarchy, so a lot of that structure is actually taken from directly from the the, the campfire story from the the, the yeah men. okay
0: and then my next question was actually going to mention the fact that this very much gives off the vibe that it's an old tale that was once shared around campfire, so this direction for your story was was. Pretty much intentional then. Absolutely, since it's based on campfire like uh, stories of sorts. Right? In fact,
1: yeah, and that was that was part of the fun of it, right? Because originally I wrote this story for a specific anthology um mm. that was about music of all things, um and me being me, of course, you know the the anthology was kind of oriented around European folklore, um mm. but I refused to follow the rules as generally established. So to no one's surprise, I wrote this this story based on African folklore. Um and I had you know, I I read constantly in in international mythology. So I'm I'm fairly well read in uh, East Indian, uh you know, Chinese, Japanese, as well as, right, uh American Indian and uh, uh European. Uh, of course I yeah. you know lived in Germany for a while, so I've got a, a big background on, on uh, Nordic myth, but, uh, you know, I had actually read that. So this idea just kind of w- was so obvious to me that when you talk about music, uh, my wife actually is a drummer. So the idea that, uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she, uh, she, uh, you know, uh, played percussion all the way up through college. Um, and, uh, you know. I have a, uh, I once ran a garage band called Idiots on Guitar, and uh, she was our drummer. I was the bass player. Um, All right. But the idea of, of looking at drumming as music, not just as sound effect, I mm-hmm. thought was really, really worthwhile and powerful and would be something different for the anthology. So, yeah, uh, when you think yeah, of, of yeah. drumming as communication, you think of many things, among them, African uh, cultures. So, right, yeah, right. that just kind of you know and, and again that that idea that you're that you're you know the 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 group storytelling the shared uh, mythos um and while it is based sorry I'm kind of flitting a little bit here but while it is based mm-hmm. on that um on that mo tale um the the uh me being me of course. I then structured it in kind of that uh, you know, Kipling Just So Story kind of form, um, partly because I knew that's what the anthology was looking for. It was more European style. Yeah. So I delivered yeah. an African core in a shape that's actually as much European as it is African, but it is distinctly mm-hmm. African in the relationships, who's who, what's what, and based actually on that core myth. So yeah, right. a lot of fun. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I think it's really great that you uh, d- decide to take a gamble and venture into an avenue that a lot of people just really aren't familiar with. I mean, we we all know Western right. historical. We all know about the dragons and and Greek mythologies and, and Nordic mythologies and stuff. But uh, but but yeah, I mean, there's a whole continent, and in that continent, there are Dozens of countries well, that have their their own like uh, mythos and and tellings and stuff that I mean we have no idea about. So I mean there's just such a ripe avenue of stories and adventures to be shared alone just on that premise. You know, and
1: when I originally wrote this, um, was you know sadly I wrote this a very uh, originally a very long time ago, but that was back when uh, uh, Mike Resnick and and his uh, his Mandumugu tales were really big and he was winning. Hugos and Nebulas and, and that sort of thing. So kind of this, this vibe of telling other stories was in the air. And frankly, right. you know, when yeah. we get down to it, if you want to look at the origins of humanity, you have to go to Africa, period. Hello, <laughs> if you want to look right? at, the, at the greatest diversity <laughs> of life, you have to go to Africa, period. Right. And yeah. so, I mean, I'm surprised we don't have more of those kinds of stories because they're, they're, they're available. They're familiar, even if we don't realize how familiar they are. And like mm-hmm. so many other things, it all started in Africa, and everything else is just a pale imitation. Um, right, So, yeah. there you go. Well said,
0: well said. Well, all, all right, Scott. Well, uh, we're definitely looking forward to reading this, but in the meantime, do you got any other projects that you're currently working on?
1: You know, of course, I'm always working on something. Um, I've been finishing up, uh, uh, speaking of alternate mythologies, a, uh, a fantasy novel set in ancient China called The Eighth Dragon, Um I wrote it and now I'm doing a rewrite in preparation for sending it in to, uh, to a publisher. Uh, I've, I'm have i actually starting over. I had written a. So we talked earlier about Writer of the Future and uh, yeah. um, Problems Made Framily in Minds. And that's actually set in a universe that I do a lot of stories in. So I'm actually, uh, that I've written uh, and sold a lot of short fiction in. So I'm now working on a novel set in that same universe using some of the same um background elements that are in the prize winning story and that's going to be called resident aliens um science fiction novel set in uh on a on a distant planet um that loops in a bunch of ideas among them uh a relationship between man and animal uh speaking of fires and uh some mythological resonances um okay this idea that, that, that humanity must be fundamentally distinct from, from animals has always struck yeah, me as just a little bit weird. Else. Uh, where there is yeah. consciousness, there is consciousness. Why are we not speaking spirit to spirit or mind to mind? Uh, and so I explore that in kind of a transhumanistic, uh, way. And, uh, I'm looking forward to, to, to getting into it. I've, I've got the idea. I've got the, the core premise. I've written the first chapter three times and, uh, the first three chapters twice. And now I'm going to toss it all once again and start over again. Yep. (laughs) Um, Because, you know, sometimes you have to write in order to figure out what the idea is and then you can pick it up and start over again. Um, And I'm also, you know, uh, of course I also always have two or three short story projects in, in the works. And right now I've got a, uh, you know, it's always fun where stories come from. Um, I was picking weeds out of my driveway the other day Uh and realized, wait a minute what if weed picking you know an hour and a half into weed picking there's a technique that you start to apply to get the entire root and you there's a complex series of feedback and i realized wait a minute look at all the details the 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 haptic feedback the the feel the sound the blend of you know uh the angle the the pressure whether it's sudden or long and and sustained and realize that this is actually a perfect metaphor for an ai to use mm. to do something else say root out corruption in government so what if the operator is plucking weeds but an ai is interfering in interfacing that action and the subtleties involved in that action into coordinating activities of an investigatory organization on the ground? how does that metaphor work so i'm having fun playing with that idea of actually weed picking as a conceptual interface to police work to, uh, yeah those are kind of the things i'm working on i'm also working on a uh, i've been noodling on a, a kind of a western cultural tale that i that i tentatively call aliens in mormon country which is you know what if we had two alien cultures actual space aliens versus cultural aliens interacting together in opposition to a mainstream culture, uh, and I'm yeah. interested in, in going through and looking at that. So, yeah, busy, busy, busy.
0: Okay, so um, beyond the Stories for Nerds podcast, where else can people find you on the web?
1: You know, I am um, weirdly, for being a guy who who spent many many years working in technology, I don't have much of a web presence. Um, <gasps>
0: sadly, yeah, I need to <laughs> I need to put my own
1: website and haven't done it yet. Darn me. Um, but yeah, right now, if you want to, you know, get access to me, uh, sadly, uh, uh, Facebook is the only place to go. uh, (laughs) What what was was that? Sorry, (laughs) Not that I'm involved with an ancient technology whose time may have passed. Don't, Mm -hmm. don't hate me, Facebook. It's just the truth. Um,
0: That's it you is. know,
1: uh, I'm on Facebook as Scott Parkin and as Scott R. Parkin. I have two different uh accounts there. Uh, I tend to be more active on my personal one, which is just Scott Parkin on uh, Facebook, uh, S E O T T P A R K I N. And, um, right. yeah. So 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 so
0: on that note, uh, everyone, you're you're gonna have to roll up your sleeves and do your homework and make sure that you find find that stuff because he's got some great content out there. But in the meantime, uh, be sure to look up fires in the stories for nerds, uh, science fiction van- fantasy anthology volume one. So uh, Scott, as usual, is always a pleasure.